This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Online with me at the moment, I've got uh, David Bennett. Good morning, David. Good morning, Brian. How are we going? Not too badly, and uh, the weather's going pretty much the same way, not too badly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there we go. What a week it's been with this whole Ukraine-Russian thing. Uh, yeah. Is this really a threat to the worldwide peace, or what, what, what can we make of it? Well, um, you just don't know what's going to happen there next, actually. Um, you know, it's, it'd be easy to say that um, it's just uh, isolated to that area, but, you yep. know, the Ukrainians are definitely arguing that it's going to spread further, and um, mm. there's just no confidence, I think, in the world that anyone understands where and what, the game, what will happen. So, um, yeah, uh, it's a very difficult time over there, and... Mm. Um, you know, the scenes um, are devastating for a country and um, that, you know, was trying to make its way in the world. So, yeah. you know, it's, it's one of those things that we're so lucky to be in New Zealand. Um, we don't have any um, land borders with any other country. Um, mm. So we don't have that kind of history and uh, we don't have the challenges that countries like that do have. No, it's really uh, pretty tight up there when you look at the map. And... Mm. Uh, I just hope it doesn't impact too far, far afield, though they say it may impact on uh, oil supplies if it goes on any length of time. Yeah, I think it'll um, certainly have that impact. Um, the, the real impact, I guess, is when you look at, um, you've got sort of um, <clears throat> that sort of Russian-Chinese area there, which mm. is a huge part of the world geographically and population-wise. Yep. Um, if that, if that area becomes isolated from the rest of the world, uh, then that's not good for international relations going forward. So I'd imagine that, you know, people are very conscious of the impact that that could have. Yeah. Well, we'll wait and see on that one. And, uh, of course, the press is off down in Wellington now with the protesters having been swept away. Yeah. But I wonder if it's all over anyway. Well, I just um, went to my office this morning and there were a couple of protests out on the road there. So <laughs> uh, um, it's not over. Yeah. Um, they're still around the country doing their thing. Um, yeah, it's, it's not uh, it's not a good look for them from what happened in Wellington. Um, you know, it was pretty terrible seeing what was outside the parliament. Yeah. Uh, you know, you had uh, a lot of rubbish there and then fires being lit and, mm. and people throwing things at the police and... You know, they'd made their point and it was time to move on and they couldn't do that in a genuine way. And, um, you know, it was just um, disappointing to see. And, you know, we had a lot of police officers from Hamilton down there. So right. big thank you to them for um, the work that they did. They, You know, they're standing there all day getting abused by these people, um, you know, spat at, told mm. names and all mm. the stuff, and then get um, rocks and sticks and... You know, four by twos and that throwing at them when they're trying to clean it up and yeah it's just not not on and um mm. yeah i don't care what sort of people will think of the protest whether they're for or against that that kind of approach is just not um not acceptable in new zealand and um yeah full credit to the police for maintaining as much calm as they did yep. uh, because they were under a ma- massive duress with all those people taunting them all day well, some of the police actually ended up in hospital too, several of them, so it's... Uh, exactly, it was, it was yeah. 
pretty bad yeah. bad news. Yeah. We'll move on from that. And uh, the borders are opening up to Australia and uh, people coming into the country again. Well, more likely people leaving because of the government. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah the, the, the borders will be open. But yeah. It's inevitable those things happen now. You know, like I think we're in a different stage of the virus. Yep. You know, the, um, you know, the mandates and all that will be going. The the uh, borders will be opening up and, and all such like. But, you know, the, the real big question is whether New Zealanders stay here or they go to Australia and look for a better lifestyle with uh, lower interest rates, lower um, cost of living and more chance of getting a house. And um, that's, that's, the, that's the big issue that we're waiting to see. You know, a lot of anecdotal evidence that people are saying that they know other people that are about to leave and things like that. And, um, you know, it could be a very dangerous situation for New Zealand economy if that actually eventuates. Yeah, so it's going both ways in a sense. I don't think you'd want to land in Brisbane at the moment. It's pretty wet. <laughs> but how no, I... but the thing is that, um, yeah, we will have our natural disasters like earthquakes Absolutely. and things like that as well. So, you know, the, you, you can't stop those things happening. They're, they're always part of, you know, you know living in a, in a world that's got Mother Nature and the natural environment mm. in it. Mm. And... Uh, in the news, of course, is that uh, Christopher Luxon's talking about easing the taxes of elected, and yeah. uh, that that sounds like good news to many New Zealanders. Yeah, well, the, the government's just um, deaf to anything that would be good for middle New Zealand. You know, they're, they're all about looking after their their rich, you know, buddies that are, um, you know, in the academia world of the world. And um, that elite of the country, they look after them with electric cars and things like that, and um, <laughs> and they try and look after the the beneficiaries by just pumping more money into there. But they don't do anything for middle New Zealanders and just seeing the house prices go up and all that. And so, you know, we need to have something in there, and, and that's what National standing for, and that's what uh, Christopher delivered in the weekend. And you know, it's it's, it's basic stuff, but it's yeah. a way that the government can keep up with the cost of living increases that people are facing and um, you know they just won't do it they say oh no we're better at distributing that money well, well we all know where that money's going to go it's going to go to their self-interested mm. groups um, over the next um, election period and uh, you know it's, it's not going to make New Zealand a strong country so yeah that's the choice Kiwis will have in two years time is whether you have a government that looks after its mates or government that's there for everyone Fair enough too. Well, that's well put. And uh, of course, we've got the schools open now, but the Omicron is uh, pretty unsettling for many of them. Yeah, a lot of stories are really um, high numbers of schools in Hamilton and around the country, especially Hamilton at the moment. Mm-hmm. Sort of, Auckland's had big numbers, but Hamilton schools have been impacted as well. Yep. I guess it's the easy environment for it to spread. You know, you've got people coming from their own households into an environment where they're closely um, intermingling with each other and it's inevitable that you're going to have some transfer there. Uh, just uh, one of those things that, you know, you want to sort of make sure that, you know, it can be as safe an environment as possible. And so thinking of all those teachers that do an excellent job there, you know, mm-hmm. in those circumstances and... and um, they're really at the forefront of it at the moment as it spreads through the community. So, 
yeah, the schools are probably the big spreading event at the moment. Mm. And what would you say are some of the most pressing needs to be addressed in this year? This year coming up? Yep. Uh, well, get rid of the government, number one. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's a city. There's not, there's not a general election until next year. <laughs> oh, I know, but we can always force one. So, um, <laughs> that'd be nice. That would be the best thing. But, um, no, really the sensible spending from government would be number one. You know, yep. like, yeah, these and sensible policies around, you know, immigration, um, labour supply and all that. And the government has an attitude that those sensible policies or sensible spending doesn't matter. Right. They've got this attitude that whatever you spend flows through and comes back. And yep. it's... um. You know, all the lefties always said trickle-down economics and all that stuff. They had no idea, those people. They, they don't even know what it means. Um, but that's what the Labor Party actually effectively does. Any spending, they think, is good for everybody, um, which is not true. <laughs> that's, the, that's the whole point of it. You know, it's like if you owned a business and you spent all your money on one thing and you, you forgot about your your capital or you forgot about your staff or you forgot about everything else mm -hmm. it just doesn't work that way and, and these guys have got no comprehension of how to actually run anything and um, so they spend anything and they think willy nilly that's going to be good at the end so that's why we're in the problem we are because you know the reason you've got um, inflation and um, constrained supply lines is because of government policy. They partly do with international things, but okay. mainly government policy. And, um, you know, the reason New Zealanders can't get a house is because the house price has gone up so much is government policy. And, uh, you know, whether it's them going to housing markets, spending extraordinary amounts of money for housing, New Zealand houses, or, or the, their inability to open up land supply, all those things, you know, and they just don't get that. So the best thing we can happen is this year is if they spend the money on the things that are really good for the country yep. and not on rubbish. And secondly, if they actually, um, you know, did some things that in policy-wise actually enabled New Zealand to produce and to be stronger. And you just have to look at Hamilton's a great example. Like, we spent all those years spending money on infrastructure like roads and things like that. These guys have spent nothing. All they give you is a little bit of money for a theatre and stuff like that. Well, that's not going to help Hamilton, you know. The mm -hmm. expressway is what's brought in the economic development to the city, yep. not a theatre. And, um, you know, they can. that's the problem. They just don't understand that. And they think, oh, no, if you give some money to the theatre, that'll lead to economic growth in the city and da-da-da-da. It's just rubbish, you know. Um, you know, if you built the road to Tauranga, you would actually see this place pump and then private sector would build the theatre for you anyway. Yep. And uh, so they just don't understand how it works. And you know, my great hope is that they're gone, um, but in the eventuality that they're not gone, that they actually understand to do stuff. And the less they can do this year, the better it is for the country, because the more they do, the dumber it will be. Fair enough. Well, there we go. I think we're just about running out of time. Just one last question that was put to me the other day, actually. Is China a threat to the Pacific and New Zealand? Well, no, you, would, you wouldn't say that they're a threat. Um, but, um, you know, you've got to look at the connection between 
the west and the east, yep. is, and that's what we sort of talked about earlier, yep. is becoming strained and, and um, you know, and I think that no part of the world can actually um, afford to have a, a connection between individual countries or regions um, uh, really strained. You know, we've got some big issues like climate change and that yep. throughout the world that we all need to be working together on, you know, and if we're if we're fighting over political system, um, then, you know, we're not going to get some of those big changes that we need. We need to have a strong economy around the world so people can prosper and, and get ahead and, and um, you've got billions of people living in, in conditions that we don't live in and, mm. and, you know, they need the future ahead of them as well. And so, yeah, I don't, I don't think we should be looking at it as them and us, but no. um, we definitely need to be working together on some of those big issues like, um, increased standard living and um, the environment that you know you, you just can't do if you're fighting against each other. Thanks for listening to this Free FM podcast. If you want to hear more content like this, you can support Free FM via Patreon. Head to patreon.com/slash Free FM eighty nine to find out more.